step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to uh, The Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. It is an honor, a pleasure to be sitting in the chair, you know, to be sitting in the chair doing this um, today. Uh, it is great that we can have um, these times to get together. I'm trying to get my microphone to stand up, sorry. Um, one of those Samson meteors with the legs that come out. And sometimes if the surface isn't sticky enough, the legs just sort of go, Brr. sorry. So I was dealing with that. Thank you. But again, thanks for, for coming. This is um, program 139, I believe. 139. Now, yesterday we asked you, um, please, if you were interested in becoming a title sponsor, I gave the terms out. I, I want to be at, um, super, super transparent about it. Uh, we're looking for two, um, both for six, with six-month contracts. Um, we, we want them either to be concur concurrent or we want them to be, uh, they can be one after the other so we can cover the whole year. 
but the it is six months and five hundred bucks a month, so it's three thousand dollars. Please a piece again. Want to do the math for you, um, and that will be going to Fight Back Media to make sure that we can do all we can, all we need to do to continue to broadcast, to continue to pay for the websites, to can continue to uh, to start to to advertise, to get more listeners and more viewers on the Facebook page, more viewers on the website, to do all the things we have to do to grow. Uh, we have a product. And now we need to grow the product, and we need your help to do that. So if you're interested in being a title sponsor, six-month contract, $3,000, send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com, wls860 at gmail.com, or go to www.fightbackmedia.com, 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 and um, send me a note from there. We really, we really appreciate it. I, I am believing that within the next three or four days, we'll have both of those spots filled and we will be rocking and rolling until the national election. My goodness, I am stoked. I am so excited about it. All right, um, two stories today. Um, yesterday, the president uh, signed an executive order concerning uh, reform in the nation's police departments. And we'll talk about that and the reaction it's so funny. It depends on, you know, so much depends on, on, on what you see and who you read. It is his, I mean, it's hysterical. You know, um, one report just says that um, the president is um, looking to do some police reform. Huffington Post says Donald Trump endorses police brutality and speech to cops. Now, I'll talk about this. If I get started now, then I won't get off of it. And then the morning report will be six hours long. And nobody wants that. (laughs) Nobody wants that. All right. um, And we're going to talk a little bit about something that nobody is talking about. Um, There's an ongoing investigation of a infiltration into uh, our government by none other than the mostly secular, as James Clapper um, described them during the Obama administration, Muslim Brotherhood. You're not going to get this news anywhere else. Ain't nobody else talking about this. I have a letter that I'm going to read to you. And you are going to be flabber frickin gasted. You're going to say, Willie, why isn't anybody talking about this? And I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I'm just going to tell you, I don't know why people aren't talking about this. I don't know. They need to, because this is, this is some serious, this is a serious, you know, snit. This is, this is, this is the real deal. This is, we're talking, we are talking about a fight, a fight for the Republic. Literally, my friends, literally a fight for the Republic. But we're going to talk about them both when we get back after these messages. Thank you for tuning into the Morning Report. My name is Will Lawson of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, and FightBackMedia.com. We'll be back after this. 
You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Good morning. Again, it is June 17th, 2020, year of our Lord. We appreciate you being here greatly. We really, really do. It, it's, yeah, it just, you know, it's funny. It never stops, does it? We talk about that all the time, and, and you and I joke about it, but the fact of the matter is that it never freaking stops. You know, people couldn't be, couldn't have been more wrong with the election of Barack Obama saying that, that we would have nothing to talk about that that somehow Barack Obama would fit every problem would dry every tear and and put us in um, this I don't know this Camelot when it was frankly just the opposite and um, we are indeed now fighting for the life of the Republic we are fighting for the Republic and I I wish that was hyperbole I wish I could say, well, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but I am. But what I know is that I am not being hyperbolic. We are literally fighting for the life, for the life of the republic. Seems crazy, but it's the truth. But we are. This is an article from, strangely enough, it's interesting the difference in the articles 
from two leftist sources. CNBC is a leftist source, there's no, no doubt. The C doesn't sound doesn't stand for conservative NBC. It doesn't. It doesn't stand for um, the company of the national broadcasting of conservatives. CNBC is a leftist organization like the rest. But they have a headline that says Trump signs executive order urging police reform says cops need more funding. The Huffington Post says that Trump is endorsing police brutality. Wow. I got to give CNBC their due. With protests around the country pressing on their pressing their fight against police brutality and racism, President Donald Trump on Tuesday signed an executive order aimed at aimed at tracking misconduct by law enforcement officers, creating incentives for departments to, to and creating incentives for departments to improve their practices. The president, during a speech in the White House Rose Garden, um, that he preys upon the police and took time to attack his political opponents, because he does, law enforcement must further, uh, excuse me, must be further restored nationwide, nationwide, and your federal government is ready, willing, and able to help. Like, that's the, like, like it was a, and again, like, this is the first time this ever happened. The first time that somebody has actually, actually sent out federal troops to quell violence in, in the United States. Yeah, it's happened in my lifetime more than once. Um, the action from Trump, who was focused on the violence at, at, the, some, at some demonstrations aggressively demanded law and order from state leaders, comes as lawmakers, as both parties pursue proposals to reform law enforcement in the wake of George Floyd's death in police custody. Everybody's looking for reform. Why? Because everybody was horrified what they, by what they saw. Everybody was horrified by what they saw. And I don't really give a damn what you know, what the spin is. And, and the, the fact of the matter is that everybody was horrified. And this is why you have what we have now from the political class, from the elite class, from especially from the left, is that they thought they, 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 they would have a, uh, a, a, um, a something that we could be divided on, that we could have a thing that we could be divided on that somehow conservatives and friggin' white people would take the side of the police officer without thinking. But guess what? They overstepped again because this is what they slip and do all the time. Everybody saw saw it was horrible. The action from Trump, who is focused on the violence, okay. Um, Trump lauded police officers at the event, saying that the last, the the least we can do because they it deserves so much that they have to get our gratitude and we have to give them great respect for what they do. Yes, and this is what the president said, and he is right. It's the it's the crappiest job in the world. Now, you now you who listen to this program, you already know this. None of us want to get a call on our radio at two in the morning to drive down some damn dark dirt road to some nondescript, you know, what double wide trailer where there's some domestic going on where there's two drunk people cussing each other and getting guns and knives after one another and you gotta drive down there by your damn self and restore order. Now, me and you may go, ah, screw it. One will end up dead and then we'll send, you know, we'll send a meat wagon down there and, and they will have worked it out and I won't care. But that's not our job. 
Our job is to go down there and restore order. Our job is to go down there and protect lives and property. That's our job. So what we do is we say, when Adam 12, and we go. And that's what they do. It's the, it's the hardest damn job in the world. While everybody else is, sh when the shooting goes on and everybody else is running away, these people are running towards it. We can't forget that. Derek Chauvin, piece of shit. There isn't any other way to say it. Most police, good people. You have to be a good people. You have to be a good person. People who do this job and they and they retire for 30 years with some of the worst cases of PTSD you've ever seen. They've pulled people out of the worst situations. They've seen they've seen the most horrific things that people can do to one another. That they've seen the most horrific things that parents can do to children. Husbands can do to wives. That people can do to, to people that they say they love. They've seen it all. And it all happened while you were sleeping. And most of it you never saw or heard of. So hell yeah. You gotta say, you gotta say, yeah, high five police officers who choose to do that for not a lot of money. It ain't bad money. You can raise a family on it. It ain't bad money, but not a lot of money. So of course, he gave them their due. He said that in many cases, law enforcement is underfunded, understaffed, not enough people, and of course, undersupported. And of course, the Democrats were quick to criticize all of that because what he was supposed to do was say that, 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 that police suck and we should defund every police department. That's what he was supposed to say. Now, what they knew is that he wasn't going, you know, what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Adam Schiff and... Jerry Nadler and Keith Ellison and the rest of these pukes knew that that's not what he was going to say. They knew that going in. So, of course, because he didn't say what they would say, he's a voice of division. I heard that on my Facebook uh, on my Facebook page in the last couple of days. Silliness, nonsense. Uh, here we go. While the president has finally acknowledged the need for police reform, one modest executive order will not make up for his years of inflammatory rhetoric. The policies designed to roll back the, pro the progress made in, pre in previous years, said Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. Okay, the years. Three. This is the fourth year. That asshole has been in government more than 40 years. The president has been, in, been involved in government less than four. Let's 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 get our bearings here. I never, I know the Morning Report is never a PG or an R-rated R-rated program. But let's get our bearings here. When this piece of crap Chuck Schumer says this, while the president has finally acknowledged the need for police re, policing reform, one modest executive order will not make up for his years of inflammatory rhetoric and um, and policies designed to roll back the progress made in previous years. President Trump has been in politics for less 
than four years. Chuck Schumer has been in politics for more than 40 years. So whose policies is he talking about? Um, and another one, someone who's been in government for 33 years, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, uh, said the order falls sadly and sh- seriously short and lacked meaningful mandatory accountability measures to end misconduct because all of that crap is set up for whom? It set up for local police departments to do. And the order gives them incentives to do just that. Trump's, Trump said he held a meeting before uh, the news. It's funny. He said he held a meeting, they write. Well, they know that he did. Um, with families who have died, who've had people die in the, uh, with altercation in the police. Your loved ones will not have died in vain, he said. We are one nation. We grieve together and we heal together. You know, and I, and I, hear, all, I hear all the time, he never says anything to bring the country together. Well, here's the line. Here's the line. Your loved ones will not have died in vain. We are one nation. We grieve together. And we heal together. I don't know of anything more unifying that anybody could say, except that this is not what they want to hear from Donald Trump and they don't really care. When you have a group of people who are simply not honest about what they say they want, you can't you can't you you can't deal with them you can't deal with them you can't you you can't cut there's no grounds by which to come together because they're not being honest the trump uh the trump administration order rejects calls to defund the police yes there are people who are calling to defund to defund the police yes he rejected that just like the just like the minneapolis mayor rejected it um and it's it's again this is back to the, the the media and the lefts, uh, they have this. In it, they try to provide this inevitability thing that it's gained traction. That everybody's behind it. Everybody's saying it. Well, you know what? Nobody in their damn right mind wants their police department to be defunded or disbanded. That's for sure. So that's just not happening. Um, here's what he said. Here's what he says. I strongly oppose the radical and dangerous efforts to defund, dismantle, and dissolve our police departments. Um, Americans know the truth. Without police, there is chaos. Without law, there is anarchy. Without without safety, there is catastrophe. But he added, though we may all come from different places and different backgrounds, we're united by our desire to... to ensure peace and dignity and equality of all or uh, equality for all Americans. Hmm. You know what? I'll tell you what. While I'm saying this right now, while I'm recording this program, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to copy and paste those comments in a Facebook post on on my personal Facebook page. Where you can see them. Where you can see them. Because this is the stuff we hear. We hear, he's not said anything to unify the country. Well, first of all, there are people who benefit, who who prosper, who make money, who who get power on making sure that we stay divided. 
and for a lot of for a lot of people this is this is a scary if, it, if there's a scary part about this the scary part is this the scary part is that they're not interested they are not interested in quote coming together they want just the opposite they want just the opposite well the president has he said before he um uh, signed the order he met with um before signing the order uh it will it, it, uh, excuse me I'll, I'll, i i can i can read this Trump said before signing the order that it will ban the use of police chokeholds except if the officer's life is at risk. But the text of the order is less specific. Well, it's going to be less specific because otherwise, think about this because you're not a dumbass. Otherwise, if he sets all the rules, then every police department that exists, it becomes federalized. Is that what you want? Do you want a federalized police department? Hell, you're saying that you want to defund the police, the the, the police in your town. So you you'd rather change change that out to have a federalized police department? Well, you just told me that you didn't because you were freaking the hell out when the president talked about sending federal troops into places to quell the riots and restore order, like in places like Seattle. So if the president starts issuing specific edicts about what can what is allowed and what's not allowed from the federal level then you've got a federalized police department is that what you want well hell nobody wants that or maybe that's what you want broadly speaking the order aims to incentivize police departments to update their standards on on training and credentialing by rewarding them with federal grant money opportunities it also requires attorney general to create a database to track individual cops on metrics such as excessive use of force um, complaints that the information would be shared with the police department and regularly and periodically and made and be made public available um, and be uh, made publicly available in order to say because part of what was happening is that um, Joe Schmo is in a police department and gets 10 or 15 uh, complaints in an area so he quits and then he goes three towns over and he works for them. And then he works there for five or six years and gets another, you know, gets, gets another half sleeve of, of complaints. And then he moves somewhere else. And this, and this guy continues to do the same crap over and over again until eventually he freaking kills somebody. And then all hell breaks loose. And a lot of times, the police departments won't share. There's no there's no database for the police departments, especially if you're a small police department, to go in and investigate these. I mean, these people who come in, they've got their credentials, they're certified, they've worked for this police department, uh, and you know what? And if and they'll and if they'll work for what you can pay them, then a lot of times you just take the 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 folks in who have experience. The order will also give departments incentives to involve 
trained professionals such as social workers to respond to calls for certain nonviolent issues, including mental health, drug addictions, and homelessness, rather than police alone. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's a bad idea. If it could be done safely, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think that, that sometimes when people go out to these calls with where people are, are suicidal or, or acting freaking crazy, that have some sort of mental health person or, or drug addiction um, person with them, it's not a bad idea. I think especially when you're dealing with the homeless, um, and we have a lot of people, unfortunately, who are out there on the streets who, who are homeless and have addiction problems. I think it's perfect because the, the more people that you can get help that way and the police don't have to, have to use deadly force on them, I think, that's a, I think that's a really good thing. I do. I think that's a good thing. Because that has more to do with all lives matter, doesn't it? And actually solving the problem. And actually going out and serving, protecting people. I think that that's so much better. And if this order incentivizes departments to do that kind of stuff, great. Here's what else is in the order. The Attorney General has the authority to allocate money to state and local law enforcement agencies that are seeking credentials from and excuse me from and cer- a certified <laughs> independent body that assesses their policies and practices. Whoever wrote this article, don't they? They left out letters. They left. I mean, it's it's on their it's on their website. They left, they left out letters. They um, they use the wrong and and a. It's a friggin' nightmare. Um, those reviews would look uh, at an agency's training practices, um, including use of force, de-escalation techniques, along with performance management and community engagement efforts. The credentialing bodies uh, must confirm that an agency's use of force policies uh, prohibit the use of chokeholds, a physical maneuver that restricts an individual's ability to breathe for the purposes of incapacitation, except in those situations where the deadly force is allowed by law. This is where the Huffington Post says that Trump's order um, encourages and celebrates police brutality. No, because sometimes you got to stop somebody. You know, it's, it's funny, my son brought it up. What do you want? Sometimes you want somebody to get put to sleep in a choker hole, and, and, you know, in, in a chokehold, and then wake up a few minutes later. Then they get shot, right? The attorney general must create a database to share between law enforcement agencies and. Um, that document the instances of excessive use of force related to law enforcement matters, accounting for applicable privacy and due process rights. The database will also track officers' firings, decertifications, criminal uh, convictions for on-duty conduct and civil judgments against officers for improper use of force. The Attorney General, and this is the stuff that Nancy Pelosi says, that doesn't go far enough. Shut up, witch. Um... The, the Attorney General and the Health of, and Health and Human Services Secretary will find ways to train officers regarding, quote, encounters with individuals suffering from impaired mental health, homelessness, and addiction, and advise agencies on developing co-responders programs, which we were just talking about a second ago. 
that maybe you send out social workers um, to some of these domestic situations and maybe they can help. Then you say, hey, we're the, the police showed up. Hey, but I'm I'm not a police officer. I'm a social worker with the Hillsborough County um, social workers. And how can I help you? What can we do to make this better? Hmm. Within 90 days, Secretary of of Health and Human Services will send a summary report to the president on community support models addressing mental health, homelessness, and addiction. Uh, administration officials must pitch proposals to Congress that include, quote, recommendations to enhance current grant programs to improve law enforcement practices and build community engagement. The administration's goal is to, quote, bring the police closer to the communities, a senior administration official said, while describing the executive order in a press call on um, Monday evening. We are not looking to defund the police. We're looking to invest more and incentivize best practices. Because what we really know, what people really know, is that that's the way forward. A lot of police departments have to change. They have got to do what they do better. You know, and I, and I, I mentioned this on the program that I was on here in Hillsborough County. I said, you know what? What we need in where I live, we need the best damn police department there is. We need the best trained officers we can get. We need the we need the very best. We don't need cast offs from other departments. We don't need people who are hotheads. We don't need any of that stuff. We don't need uh, we. I mean, we don't need um, you know what's his face. We don't need Clint Eastwood's. We don't need that. We need highly trained. Highly professional police officers. We need a highly professional police department that can help, that can serve and protect the citizens they are sworn to serve and protect. There you go. There we are. And of course, in this article, it mentions a bold-faced lie that says Trump's uh, popularity has fallen when it just hasn't at all. But there you go. If you've got questions, if you've got concerns, send me an email, WLS860 at gmail.com, WLS860 at gmail.com. I know that took a long time, didn't it? That took a long time. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Morning Report right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world's story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. You know... Every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. 
Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Yeah, that took a little longer than I had anticipated. Sorry, uh, because because I'm I have to get to this story here because this is a story that's not being covered. That's not going to be covered anywhere, um, and that's why we're here, and that's why I feel confident in asking um, for title sponsors uh, as we move forward because we are going to be covering stories that nobody else is going to be covering. All right, here's a letter that I have uncovered. It's out there. I just happen to uncover it. This is from Michelle Bachman of the 6th District of Minnesota. And the committee is the um, the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. And it was written And she was written um, on July 13th, 2012. This is when, of course, Republicans ran, ran the House. And this is something that we didn't know about. This is written to the Honorable Keith Ellison when Keith Ellison was in Congress. At 1027 Longwood House Building... Longworth Longworth House Office Building, United States House of Representatives, Washington, D.C., 20515. It's dated July 13, 2012. Dear Representative Ellison, thank you for your letter dated um, July 12, 2012. I am responding to your concerns, excuse me, responding to the concerns your letter outlines as well as clarifying a few points that were misrepresented, misrepresented. As you know, on June 13, 2012, members of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence inc- included myself and the House Judiciary Committee sent letters of, um, to the Inspector General of the Department of Defense, Department of State, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. The purpose of these letters was to request a multi-departmental investigation into potential Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into the United States government. You haven't heard about any of this, had you? We find that it is not only necessary, but beyond timely, considering that the departments and agencies of the U.S. government, including and not limited to, the, to those departments to which the Inspector General's letters were sent, have in the past and continue to be advised by organizations and individuals 
that the U.S. government itself has identified in federal court as fronts for the International Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood. That such a widespread assessment has not been performed is troubling and the basis for genuine concern given the stark contrast between what the United States government says about these Muslim Brotherhood front groups and their continued association with these groups. I don't I do note that the facts were presented to the Inspector General requests are based on information presented by the US government officials in court documents, court evidence, correspondence and briefings with Congress and public statements. In addition to known media reporting, these letters were far from sole source as you maintained in your letter. So all this information was damn near common knowledge. It wasn't sole source, like it came from one person, it came from one source. It came from a lot of people. A lot of folks were saying the same thing. This letter was written by Michelle Bachman, by the way, um, to Keith Ellison. Why I can't speak on behalf of the other signatories in this letter, nor am I able to get into the private um, discussions and, and, doc and documents received by various House committees represented by the signatories on these matters that motivated these letters to various inspector generals out of respect for to you. I am happy to respond uh, to some of your concerns, provided the sources you asked for, as well as clarify a few points that may have been misunderstood or misrepresented. This is, the first one is shocking. Number one, brotherhood operatives within the United States government may have directly influenced the, the U.S. intelligence community assessment of the Muslim Brotherhood, as presented by the National, excuse me, the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, in testimony before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence on February 10, 2011. In a letter to the Inspector General of the Office of Director of National Intelligence, the reference to the February 10, 2011 testimony before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence is notable that the Muslim Brotherhood is described by then Director James Clapper as, quote, largely secular. In fact, he, uh, the fact that he made this statement is not in dispute. We cited his statement at the hearing in its entirety in the letter to the OD, oh, excuse me, ODNI Inspector General. I have to note that both Representative Westmoreland and I were present at that hearing. Director Clapper was not speaking off the cuff, as Ellison said he was, but was reading from a set of prepared briefing notes, which he looked at and apparently referred to in making the statement. His statement was so widely derided um, that the White House quickly moved to distance themselves from it. The, and Director Clapper even had to retract his statement. So Clapper says to the, uh, to the committee that the Muslim Brotherhood was, and we remember we heard that, he, they were largely secular. And then we all rolled our eyes. It was, I mean, everybody was rolling their eyes so hard. It was, I mean, it sounded like thunder going off around the country. 
Hell, even the White House did not. Even Barack Obama didn't believe that crap. Not even Barack Obama believed that crap, and sort of distanced himself from that statement. And Clapper had to, and Clapper had to walk that back. Director Clapper's statement was in response to a question by uh, Representative Sue Myrick about the information entered into evidence during the Holy Land Foundation trial, the largest terrorism finance trial in American history that specifically identified these U.S.-based Muslim Brotherhood front organizations um, and their commitment to a published agenda uh, to, quote, destroying destroying Western civilization from within. You know what that means. But that that includes the United States, destroying us from within. According to the FBI and the Department of Justice, the Brotherhood is actually inside America. And I hold this up because it's from the 2008 Holy Land Foundation terrorist finance finance support trial evidence that was introduced by pro, by prosecutors titled exp, uh, explanatory memorandum. And under the se- the section entitled understanding the role of the Muslim Brotherhood in North America, the document said the, the Brotherhood is engaged in, and I quote, a civilization jihadist process with all the word, with all the word means. The Ikwan, the Brotherhood, must understand their work in America is kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within. In the in the, in the last page of the of the memo lists the names of twenty nine organizations within the United States, who whom the author was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood claims are involved in this so-called civil um, civilization jihad process. So the danger of the Muslim Brotherhood is not a, not just encouraging terrorism through their ideology, but trying to take over government so everyone has to succumb and live under their ideology. The 9-11 Commission reports say we must address ideologies that give rise to Islamic terrorism. In fact, Director Clapper, at the conclusion of his response to Representative Myrick's question, deferred to FBI Director Mueller, same people keep popping up, folks, to address the issue of the Muslim Brotherhood in America, to which Mueller said, I can say at the onset, the outset, that elements of the Muslim Brotherhood, both here and overseas, have supported terrorism. To the extent that I can provide information, I would be happy to do so in a closed session but it would be difficult to do in an open session. Folks. Folks. It's happening. So, this is... It's interesting when you, you go back a little bit and you, find, and you find these letters and you find what people have said, what they, what, what, what's on the record. These letters are on the record, obviously. Right? And who these people are. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of creepy. And it's kind of scary. We'll do more on the Muslim Brotherhood. As time goes on, we've run out of time to do this today. In any case, thank you again for tuning in to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson of FightBackMedia.com. 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 If you are interested in being a title sponsor, six-month contract, 500 bucks a month, total $3,000, just send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com. 
WLS860 at gmail.com. We will see you when we see you. Have a great day now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.